Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us, they were competitive games, though they were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up, we were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying, because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here, and uh, thanks for tuning in each week. Thanks for you who leave reviews on the app. If you haven't left a review yet, that would really help just continue to get the word out. Uh, go ahead and, and you can do that on any app that you listen on. And thanks for sharing and spreading this with your friends too. The word is getting out and just so much freedom and, and transformation happening in people's lives. And uh, today we're excited. We have Travis and Adele here from The Noble Marriage. And uh, I connected with them uh, on Instagram, just following their page, just because on our, on our Instagram, we like to follow pages that are faith-based, that are that are solid, that are inspiring. And so I found their page and just got connected with them because I love everything that they put out. And so now Travis and I are in a, in a men's group together and we just love getting to know each other and their story is phenomenal. And, uh, and so Travis and Adele, thank you for being here and we're excited to get into it. Thank you. Thank you, Matt and Brandon. It's just so exciting to be here and I'm loving connecting and uh, learning more about you and your ministry. And wow, I was mm-hmm. t- saying the other day when we did Instagram live, I didn't get to finish this, but I really love what you offer people when they go to your website, that they have the ability to connect with you. But one of the main things I love is, do you call it the amnesty hour? Oh, the cleansing hour, the cleansing hour. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the coolest things I've, I've ever heard about. So the cleansing hour has been a hit. I mean, people, people often on different podcasts, they want me to talk about it because it, it is such a cool thing and people have just been so impacted. So 
it's uh it's amazing thanks for making time you got your seven-year-old haven you're uh, busy with your marriage ministry and so we'd love to get into your story yeah i mean we love story and we want to hear your story i mean first off we i was just saying to this you guys when we were off air but love your accents south carolina love it i mean we'd love to visit there sometime but hearing a little bit of your story a little bit of your heart and your passion but maybe just share with us why you're passionate about what you're doing i mean a little bit of the beginning point the the yeah. start point for you of why you're doing what you're doing and what led you there okay normally i would start with like our marriage and how we started out and how that went but i want to back up a little bit further to my life and how some of the things that impacted our marriage for 12 years didn't start there. And so growing up, I was, grew up in a great household with some great family. My, my family was, my mom and dad was amazing. Uh, they took me to church all the time. They, they really made sure that I was um, influenced in a way that would be positive. Uh, and I had an experience where I was introduced to um, pornography at a young age through uh, a neighbor's house. Hey. And I just want to jump in really mm -hmm. quick um, because it was the fact that he was introduced to it so young is one of the reasons why we are so passionate about marriages and anything around lust, impurity, pornography, infidelity, because it has had such a major impact on our marriage. And then at about 12 years, we started to experience transformation and just what it took to go from so broken and so much pain to a marriage that is thriving and we love each other more now. And God has just really come into our marriage and made a huge impact. And we've gotten a lot of freedom hmm. through that. And so that's why we're so passionate that other couples get to experience the same thing that we've experienced. Right. So anyways, I want you to continue your story. Yeah. A bit. So I was introduced at a young age. And as soon as I was introduced, I was like, I was hooked on that visually hooked at eight. I was uh, sexually molested uh, and three times different at different ages as a child by three different people outside of my family. And I think those may have had an impact on me as, as well. And so I was really seeking after, after anything to do with lust. You know, I ended up uh, engaging in, with my uh, girlfriend at the time. I ended up engaging with her in premarital sex, and we, she got pregnant. Um, this story is dynamic for a lot of reasons. Uh, I was 15 at the time. And uh, the reason this story is so impactful for a lot of reasons is um, abortion is really big on my heart. And that's exactly what we were, uh, it is now, but that was exactly what we were going to try to do is hide this thing. Like we didn't want people to know about it. And so that's what we were going to do is take and uh, I took my girlfriend to a clinic and I had found, we had raised up a, a month money as, as kids to go have this abortion. And when she went there, it wasn't able to be done. She was too far past a particular date. Wow. And, you know, I was talking to, I went home and I was just devastated. I was like, man, I do not want people to know about me. I don't want people to know about these secrets that I have. 
And these secrets are really important because I think that when good communication isn't happening in a household, in a family, and secrets become a thing where you try to hide things, they will manifest itself way into life in the many different ways. And one of those was I wanted to hide this. And my father was able to see through it when I came home. And he was like, hey, tell me what's going on with you. What's going on in your life? And I shared that with him. And uh, it had a big impact on my mom and dad immediately. And we ended up, whether it's right or wrong, we ended up getting married. I dropped out of high school and got married at 16 years old. And then I was trying to navigate fatherhood and life at 16 years old with uh, my spouse and now our new baby. And it just had a huge like impact on me where it didn't let go of me. And I ended up uh, ruining that marriage uh, through the same circumstances of infidelity and uh, pornography and ended up uh, carrying, this is important too, I ended up carrying on the generational sin of not speaking about stuff to my boys. I had two boys and I didn't, you know, spend the time with them that I needed to as a father. I was a more of an absent father. I would have told you I was a good father, but I, I was more of an absent father and I perpetuated the secrecy and hiding. That secrecy and hiding followed into my life to where eventually after I was divorced, I met Adele and I was determined to be a, a, a good guy. I wasn't going to be doing these bad things anymore. I was determined this is my time to, to make life right. And we got married, and I think it was an amazing union together, and everything was going good. But, you know, those secrecy and hiding uh, really kept a hold on me. And I ended up falling back into the same similar habits of needing to hide, needing to keep secrets, and it was like a, an adrenaline rush, too. And I really got that from, you know, Adele and I have been talking recently over the last, I don't know, two weeks about this and diving deeper into that. And I think that that might have been it. But it also perpetuated, I mean, it had a lot of things going on for me. I think because of my hiding and secrecy that my health started declining. I was having a whole lot of health issues, a whole lot. I couldn't sleep at night, uh, pain and this dis-ease in my body. And I uh, also was in law enforcement and had developed PTSD from uh, some really horrible incidents I was involved in. And so I started drinking uh, heavily, drinking to numb my pain, mm -hmm. pain from the things I'd experienced, but also when, when I'm hiding, when I'm creating secrets, there's things going on for us and me and you and whoever's listening. If I am lying to myself, like if I'm not being truthful with myself, then I automatically distrust me. And if there's a distrust and there's this unequal balance in my body that keeps me like off centered all the time. Yeah. And when that happens, it creates a dis-ease in my body, uh, which just is horrible and I don't like it. So I want to numb it. And I numb that with alcohol. And then eventually I had a lot of pain and started taking some doctor prescribed narcotics. 
some really low level things and that low level needed to be increased because the pain got more and then increased. And I had symptoms and side effects that kind of went off of those. So I needed more and more and more. And I got to 14 different types of prescription medications. Wow. Wow. And eventually it just got to the point where I, I lost my job. I just wasn't effective in the, my job anymore as a law enforcement officer. And then I became a victim and I was a horrible victim. My body was wrecked. Uh, I was wearing a medical back brace. Uh, I walked with a cane sometimes and I had a service dog and I was just, I felt like I was going to die soon. I just was absolutely wrecked. And, you know, it was the grace of Adele coming to me. And this was, um, I don't know how long into our marriage, just off the top of my head, eight, nine years, maybe in our marriage maybe 10 years in our marriage, she came to me and she was like, I'm done. I'm done. It's either you and alcohol or um, me. It's either you taking your alcohol and, and drugs or, or me and your daughter, but we're not going to stick around and be abused. And uh, we're not going to put up with this anymore of how I'm acting. And man, I needed that. Oh, it was like, it was like a breath of fresh air of like, Thank you. Thank you for coming to me and thank you for giving me that ultimatum because I needed it and I didn't know what to do. I had been spending, I don't know, probably a year trying my best to get off of those things. Like it was a trap. If anybody is, is involved in this type of addiction, you know, the trap that is there and the hurt and the pain and like, I have pain and I want to cover the pain, but when I cover the pain, I'm covering it with more pain. Yeah. And I can't get out of that. And so I went to rehab uh, for a couple months and then got out and was, uh, man, just so thankful and ready to live a brand new life. And in that brand new life, I still had a lot of issues because my health issues did not go away. In fact, they got worse. But my mind issues was getting better. And I was like, I'm determined to be a better husband now. Um, I'm determined to be a better father. And, and so I was on this road to do that. And then in 2018, um, I really saw who Jesus was to me. My faith was the faith of my parents. And I felt like it was a good faith. Like I trusted in, in uh, a God who was amazing and loved everyone. And he tolerated me. It just wasn't a very convincing faith for me to continue with because like one I wanted hope in but I really didn't get a whole lot out of and so I really saw who Jesus was to me like it was so personal to me that Jesus would have came down to this earth even if I was the only one on this earth that Jesus would have came down uh, for me and uh, died for me and that made it so personal to me and I was like yes I want that and that's who I have now. And ever since then, my life has completely turned, completely shifted. And, uh, you know, I've just really wanted to get, still get free of those secrecy and hiding. And that's when it came to uh, you. Yeah. So I'll back up just for a minute um, because I was just thinking when we were dating, I remember um, somehow coming across pornography 
on your computer or something oh, I remember like that. that. Yeah, in my apartment, right? And it devastated me. And it was the most uncomfortable conversation. Um, yeah. Physically made me sick mm. to to need to have a confrontational conversation. And I just remember um, you saying, you know, it won't happen again. And, you know, it's just something small that I've struggled with. Yeah, which is something men do, by the way. When you do something you know is not right, you have shame and guilt, and you truly mean what the words that come out of your mouth. I won't do it again. In fact, you tell it to God. I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I remember like, okay, I'm going to trust him in this. And then throughout the marriage, I mean, I saw so many red flags and chose to ignore them because of the sheer uncomfortableness. Um, I was brought up in a family who loved God and there were a lot of topics that we just didn't discuss. And this, I had never other than my one time of talking to you had never had, you know, any clarity around this entire subject. And so I avoided it and chose to overlook it in Mm. our marriage. And, um, you know, as he is progressing down this road of just more pain in his life, I could really see that something was like, deeply going on with him and felt like I could not reach him at that point. And it started to get to the point where I didn't recognize him anymore. I would look at him and his body was just so frail looking and um, like almost lifeless. Mm. And um, you didn't share this, but uh, he had even tried to take his life two times and I had no idea. And I think I just had created this fantasy life for myself where things behind closed doors were not good. And I knew it in my heart, but I chose to overlook things so that I didn't have to deal with it. And as long as I didn't have to deal with it, it meant we were okay. We would look at other couples and be like, well, we're better than they are. So I think we're good. (laughs) And um, it wasn't until 2016 where we went to our a first marriage retreat. We had oh, never sure. been to one before. It's at Windshape in Rome, Georgia. And I remember sitting there listening to the speaker talk about pornography and the effects of it. And I just felt so deeply, like, um, I think, scared. Because in my heart, I knew I knew Mm, that there was a problem there and I still wasn't ready or wanted to address it at all. Um, But it was 2016 that I I really realized our marriage was not okay and that we really needed help. And so we had started some therapy around that time where we were seeing a counselor together and separate. And she was amazing. She was a um, Christian counselor and she really helped us, I think, a whole lot, yes. specifically me, because I felt like I could not talk to him about anything without arguments happening, and 
he would take what I would say the wrong way. And then if he was drinking, it was worse. And so I was kind of stuck in this trap of not knowing how to get out. And that's when she really came alongside me and helped me learn how to have a serious conversation of things have to change or Haven and I are, are not going to stick around. And I did see this life come, come up in him. Like he wanted to get healing and I could see that. And I honestly didn't know if it was possible. And I didn't know if I could ever love him again, because it had gotten to the point where I didn't even love him anymore. It was just so, it was something where I would see him and almost have a distasteful experience like every time. And, and I was like stuck with what am I going to do about that? <laughs> because I am, I'm, I'm loyal and I believe marriage is for life and I don't love him. And what do I do? And so that conversation was very pivotal for me to get help. And then I watched him over 2017 he just started to come back to life again and he was showing up different. He was clean off of all alcohol and uh, opiates. And um, at the time I still was not aware of pornography or infidelity. And it was in uh, 2018 after the men's hike, when he found Jesus, like he came home a totally different man. And when he walked in the door, I was just like, oh, what is this? Right. And he shared with me, like, just his experience with God. And that intrigued me a lot because my own faith was not where I wanted it to be. But seeing him have this new spring of life come up for him, that he was passionate about having full healing. And so for the next six months, we really fell in love all over again. We started to get to know each other on a different level. And um, I really started to like this Jesus man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I more of him. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, October 3rd of 2018, um, I had written, it was actually um, on our anniversary, September 30th, I had written this post about how much I love him and how loyal he has been for 12 years. And the next day I got a text from a friend saying, hey, you better go check your Facebook. There's a, there's a bad comment on there. So I went on that post and I, my heart just sank because it was a female saying that he's not as loyal as I think he is. And I just knew in my heart, like as soon as I read that, I knew that all the things that I, the red flags that I had were true. Mm. And I remember just asking him, like, have you cheated on me? And he said, yes. And it just literally like devastated me on a level that I didn't even know was possible. Um, mm. It just broke my heart and the next several days were like really, really challenging days. Um, and if you're a spouse that has had to go through that and you're listening to this, like, I just, I, I want you to know that God sees your pain 
because even in those days where it was some dark days, uh, I could really feel the Lord just loving on me. And he, he told me very early on that um, if I do the work to heal, he'll use our story for other people to get healing. And at the time I was like, I, really God, <laughs> like I'm in the thick of it. You're telling me there's good ahead. Like I can't see it. I definitely can't see that. Um, and so right after I found out we were supposed to go back to wind shape that weekend and I was not feeling like going and he dragged me there and it was so pivotal because we, it was Dr. Gary Chapman was the speaker. Um, he's the author of the five love languages and he took a, about 30 minutes to just sit down with us. And I remember asking him, how am I ever going to forgive him? There's no feelings in me of forgiveness. And what he said to me, I had never heard before. Um, he said that forgiveness is, you don't wait to feel like forgiving. Because if you wait to feel that way, you'll never forgive. Yeah. He said, you have to make the choice. And once you choose that path of forgiveness, your feelings absolutely will follow. Right. Not right away sometimes, but once you make that choice, it will happen. And it mm. just kind of gave me this sense of empowerment mm. of I, I have a choice in the matter because I really saw him as the problem. He was the reason yeah. for my pain. And he's the reason I can't move on because he's got to earn it back and do all these things to earn this forgiveness. Hmm. Uh, I had a whole list of things. She did. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was about to make that the letter of the law. And just, I ended up throwing, trashing it that day because I realized I don't have to wait on him. Yeah. I get to choose for myself healing and whatever that looks like. And so it put me on a, a whole different path of finding healing for me, mm. not for our marriage. It was for me and what I needed with God. Mm. And he really just met me there and showed me how codependent I was and how it wasn't all him in the marriage, because it was really easy when we're dealing with infidelity. It's so easy to be a victim and blame the other spouse. And I knew that's not what God had for me. Yes, I was a victim in what happened to me, but I didn't have to stay that way. I have a choice in the matter. Mm. And so I really started to just work on what does it look like for Adele to be whole and complete. Right. And I went down this path of just growth and um, personal development that I it's transformed my life forever because I never realized how much I needed him in a very unhealthy way. A codependent? That, oh, definitely right. codependency. Like I was smothering him and and vice versa. And vice versa. And it just made so much sense while we were so disappointed in each other all the time because hmm. we can't complete each other. God is the only one. Right. That can right. Um, I'm, I love what you're saying, Adele. Um, the, the, the kind of component of choice that 
you realized mm-hmm. you had in your marriage. And I, you know, marriage is one of these things is so interesting because it's a succession of choice every day that we make. Cause we don't go yeah. from wedding day to divorce. It doesn't work like that. There's a succession of choices that we make every day. Um, and so for you guys, I think that often when a marriage in crisis is we don't realize that there's choices in some of these matters because it's just kind of going with the flow and we're really tied into our emotion with stuff, right? So, you know, we, we use that as our gauge. I don't feel love anymore. I don't feel like I'm in this marriage anymore. And, you know, we understand that emotion is very much a part of marriage, but right. if it's our gauge of, of how we make our decisions, it can be really damaging. But for you guys, the reason I'm setting this up is when did you start to realize the choices that you had moving forward? Like, was there a crisis point for both of you, Travis, and for you, Adele, where you're like, okay, this is where I do have choice in the matter. I realize what I'm facing now. You know, what are some things I can do moving forward? Um, so even in the point of crisis that you're going through, like some people have those rock bottom moments, right? Where that really hits them. They're like, wow, okay, is this the end of my marriage? And if, if I don't want that to be, what's the choice I got to make? The first thing that comes to my mind was the October 2018, uh, um, is it discovery? No. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Thank you. And this is what I really like was impactful for me is I had a freedom about me in that that put her in bondage. Yeah. And in that freedom, like when I got free of the secrecy and hiding that was going on for me, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm light. And it's like, oh, this is good. But what I really got is every single person listening to this was born at some point. You're all you're all born at some point. And at some point, you're going to die. And what I was really getting is that that whole point in between those two, I wasn't living. I wasn't living a life. I was just kind of surviving and just kind of teetering all over the place, kind of like a a ship without a a rudder. That's where I was just kind of going all over the place. And in that moment of full disclosure, I was like, I am absolutely determined to live a life and it be full abundant with you. And I would do whatever it took to be whole and complete and have a successful marriage and be the father that I'm committed to being, be the, uh, the man of God I'm committed to being, be the person in my community I'm committed to being. I was absolutely like, this is my second chance and I am not going to mess it up like I have in the past because I just, I look back at my past of 40 years of just like choice after choice after choice that did not line up with who I'm committed to being. Absolutely didn't line up. And this was a time when I was like, I can make something different. I can choose something different. I can be somebody absolutely different and transformed right now. Like I have a choice to do that. And I don't know what it is. I always felt like I didn't have a choice. Like my parents see me a certain way. My friends see me a certain way. My community sees me a certain way. And I've got to fit in that box. And I really can't leave that box. And I really got that. I mean, by God, thank you that I can just leave that box at any point and be somebody completely different. Why? Because I say so. 
Mm-hmm. I have a say-so in it. And so I decided it was time for me to start living my life. And I absolutely 100% engaged in living life. And we have not stopped since 2018. Uh, we, go ahead. I was just going to say also the importance of full disclosure because he got some really awful advice in the beginning. Oh, this is good. Yeah. That was from a pastor, unfortunately saying the pain of infidelity is great enough that you don't need to share if it's been multiple times or one time and, and, you know, there's a lot of debate that can go on about the details. I didn't need details, but I did need full honesty. And I didn't have it at first. And it came out again a month later. And so that whole month where we had had some healing was just destroyed again. And that was my rock bottom of the worst thing has just happened to me and, and it just got worse. So I would say to the spouses, like you secret is a secret and you've got to be honest about the entire thing or healing, true healing cannot take place. And it was right after we had full disclosure and I, I was aware now of everything We went to a marriage intensive with focus on the family. It's called Hope Restored. At Windshape again. Love Windshape. Yeah, we're big fans of Windshape. Um, And that was the first time that we were taught personal responsibility, Mm. honestly. I had never been taught that. Um, We were taking responsibility for each other in the marriage and not allowing us to be responsible for me. And so when we started showing up as responsible individuals and caring for the other person's heart, that is really where our entire marriage started to just take off because it was like a brand new marriage. Hmm. Um, That kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. If you were looking at me at the problem and the solution, right? then you have zero power right? and you're just going to be a victim the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That doesn't honor the Lord, right? Like the Lord says that we're more than conquerors and it doesn't say that, Oh, unless something bad happens to you. <laughs> no, like right. you're more than a conqueror in the Lord. And I think that it honors him when we can choose to be spirit led and choose to make good decisions and for ourselves and, and take our own healing in, in, in our hands or give it to his, to, to the Lord and do that together. Um, and that's, it, it's so common for husbands or whoever it is, whichever spouse that has to confess to only confess a little bit. And, yeah. and then the wife deals with it. And then like you say, then she finds out more and then everything is for naught. And, and we call that a staggered confession. And so we just, I, I just want to pipe in and say that whoever's confessing, in this case, the husband is confessing. The husband doesn't get to decide what portions he shares. I mean, the goal in a, in a disclosure has to be, I'm going to share everything, everything mm-hmm. of what, uh, you, you know, who I've been with and how often and when, when it was and stuff like that. But, but if the wife can't handle it, then the wife can say, okay, this is all I can take for now. Right. And then the husband can say, okay, but there is more. I want you to know that. And when there's that deceit, like, no, this is it. But then there really is more. It will come out. 
Mm-hmm. It always seems to come out. And mm-hmm. that creates so much more pain. And so it's always on the responsibility of the person who's committed to sin has to confess. You got to get it all out. And it's not up to you to decide how the other person grieves, how the other person heals, how the other person, or how much they can hear. Uh, so it, it's, I love that you said that, that everything you went through in that month of healing was all for nothing when yeah. you found out more. And that's, that's really good. Can you guys, can you guys speak now to what you're doing? You're, you've got your transformational course and you're making a lot of impact and you're coaching people. And so just to make some resources available, can you speak to that? And maybe even if there's a story or two that comes to mind, that's been cool. You could share that too. Yeah. So we were on, we've been entrepreneurs for years and our businesses were going awesome prior to 2020. And we just kind of watched our businesses fall apart, um, 20 and 21. And in early of 2021, March, um, we both felt God calling us to the marriage ministry through what we had been through with our story and being fully healed, uh, fully healed and restored, so that other couples could experience that also. And we had these businesses that were full time for us. So how on earth, God, are we going to make this happen? So we kind of started doing it on the side, just because we're passionate about it. And our businesses continued to fall apart until August first. We ended up closing both the doors um, without prior knowledge that that was going to happen. It was very sudden. And um, we knew right then when we made the decision to close the doors, we already knew why the doors were closing because we could see God in the entire process. Now looking back at our businesses and everything that had happened was so strategic and so gentle because I think our, our Heavenly Father was really pulling us in another direction and, and made it as easy as possible for us. We launched The Noble Marriage, and it has just been like wildfire ever since. <laughs> we started a YouTube uh, channel called The Noble Marriage, mm-hmm. which has, uh, depending on when you listen or watch this, has between 85 and 100 videos of great marriage content. We interview some amazing marriage influencers like Dr. Gary Chapman and uh, Ted Cunningham. So some great content on there, as well as we created a online uh, course that marriages can, or it's a transformation course. Yeah. That couples can take and completely transform their marriage in a nine week process, which is Great. And and the reason they can do that is because we work with blind spots. So it's not in your viewpoint. You're not able to see that this thing is playing in the background. And so once these couples see these blind spots, they literally are transformed from that moment. And we do that over and over and over all throughout the nine weeks. And so they strip away their old marriage and they find out why they ended mm-hmm. up where they are. And then we put that marriage back together and now they have a really solid foundation that they can rebuild an entire life on that oh, foundation. Oh, that's good. See, like for one thing, we don't really teach about specifically anger, but one of the issues with like, if you were going to have a marriage in a uh, couple in front of you and they had some anger issues, uh, there is one way to, to help them by giving them like tools and tips and tricks about anger. That's one way. 
But transformation deals with peeling back the onion of your life and not dealing with that. But like, you know, you're angry and there's pain underneath that. So let's go there. Mm-hmm. Let's go there and work on that area because that's going to affect so many things throughout your entire life, including in your marriage, that uh, once we can get people whole and complete as individuals in a marriage, they can show up in a marriage a whole lot better. And so that's what that course is about, as well as we do intensives right here in our office and we do marriage coaching and very few individual coaching mm-hmm. opportunities that we we yeah. offer. I think like one of the reasons we're so passionate about this is the enemy, like Satan's deception is just like wreaking havoc on people's lives. And mm-hmm. now that we're in ministry, I think God has opened our eyes even more to the deception that's happening inside a marriage and how we live with these thorns that are just playing out in our life and we don't deal with them. Mm. And that's all part of the plan because it just creates disconnection and loss of intimacy and all of that. And so like, it just makes me like more on fire Mm. to help marriages because I see the plan. I see the scheme. Yeah. I want to add to that. Let's go back to my story when I'm talking about hiding and secrecy and uh, porn and, and lust. And, and you, you guys may experience this that may be listening to this right now is that may be part of your life. Like, or you may be uh, a spouse of someone who's having those type of things, you know, porn or lust. And here's what I want to say is back to the anger thing I said earlier is that's like symptoms, that's symptomatic of something deeper, and that's a heart issue. Like, there's something in my heart that makes me do what I do. And if I can change my heart, you know, uh, and King Solomon talks about out of the heart is uh, flows a wellspring of life. Like, it's so true. Like, the things that come out of my heart really is impactful. It sure is. I think that's so good. I think that the next week we want to talk about that more with you guys, getting into how to how to identify the heart, how to talk about what the secrets that we carry, how to get that out, and what you guys have been through and what, how you guys teach, and that'd be so good. Um, but thank you so much for being on this week and sharing your story. Your story of transformation and healing is so beautiful and powerful and God honoring, which is the best part. And so maybe just plug again, where can people find you quickly online and, uh, and on social media? Go to YouTube and type in The Noble Marriage or TheNobleMarriage.com or Instagram, The Noble Marriage. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit PureVictoryPodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.